Amen. Turn around and say hello to somebody tonight, if you would, and then be seated. All right. So glad you've come out. We've got a cool fall evening. It's getting darker sooner and sooner and sooner. And you know that on the, at the end of the month, there are going to be little kitties coming around your door. And even though we do not celebrate Halloween, we want to turn it around for Jesus. We've got those gospel tracks. They'll be available. You can get them at the bookstore on Sunday. Also on Sunday, we have a supply of the, of the flag ties for Missions Month. Get yourself one for $10. You can't buy a tie any place for $10 unless it's a thrift store. And then, you know, you're wondering if that's the design or you've got to wash something off it. You're not sure. But praise the Lord, brand new, wonderful flag ties. All right. We also have flag scarves, $10 in the bookstore. So get them on Sunday and you can trade it out and you can be right in the theme, right in sync with everybody else. Look around at the flags. We have folks that we're reaching with the gospel in our hemisphere and around the world and praise the Lord for that. Also in that bookstore, half price, a total of $10 per book for Brother Gabe's second book, 21st Century Leper. How many of you have started reading yours? And you know what I'm talking about. You know how difficult it is to do the work of God and how the world, the flesh, and the devil fights against you. And we know that is the case. But Gabe and Jude 22 going on for God. By the way, go online to our site and you'll see Gabe's got one of those brief clips and Brother Tyler put it up there and he's already got a number of hits uh, about going forward. Just continue on. Don't quit. Keep on going. And uh, get other people uh, to subscribe. Praise the Lord. Also on Sunday, we'll have a chance to sign up for the Care and Share Thanksgiving dinner, which is going to be Saturday, November 19th at 4 p.m. And bring a, bring a turkey platter or a roast beef platter or a, uh, another platter or, uh, you know, some veggies and some dessert and so forth. We're going to have a wonderful time on Saturday, November the 19th. Now, between now and Saturday, be online. Check us out every day from the Shepherd of the Sheep Daily Devotional and the short clips that come up and urge other people to subscribe. And on Saturday at 9 a.m., we're going to clean the building, and then we're going to go out. It is all church visitation. That means everybody, come on out. Just draft everybody in your house. Get them up early. Get them out of bed. Get them dressed. Get them, get them fed breakfast or get them something, you know, and, and uh, bring them on at 10 a.m. And we will have hundreds, maybe 400, 500 packets to go on doors, amen, we're going to hit a whole area over in Cloverdale, I understand, right? Over that way and do maybe some follow-up and what, who knows, soul winning, winning people to Jesus. I want everybody to come out. And then afterwards, Brother Gabe is going to see everybody gets fed. So uh, we're going to do that. Uh, it's a special. We, we weren't going to do that this month, but we decided to go ahead and do it anyway. Get the crowd out. Come on. Come on. We're going to have little smiley face tracks just like I guess you'd call this visitation candy, all right? Everybody, you can just take a handful of all you want free. We're going to give you all the tracks that you can carry out free, all right? You know how we have the kids in, in Vacation Bible School put their hand in and pull out all the candy that they can absolutely free. Whatever they can hold on to, they get to take home and, uh, and, uh, and drive their parents absolutely out of their minds with all the sugar highs. But uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, we're going to have... Same thing going on with tracks. You reach in, grab all the tracks you want for free and take them out and give them, hand them out on the street, door to door, wherever you are, 
and let's share that with folks. That's going to go on Saturday, and then we're hoping we'll have a big crowd on Sunday, and we'll have missions preaching and uh, missions theme. We'll have mission highlights on the video screen, and uh, Sunday night we're going to hear from one of our missionary speakers. It's going to be a great, great time. I am so excited. How many of you can tell the preacher's excited? Come on, say, yes, sir, he's excited. Amen. All right, so glad to be out tonight. Have you got your Bible? I want you to find your way over to 2 Corinthians again. 2 Corinthians, we're going to move a little further than we were reading at the beginning. 2 Corinthians, we're going to be in chapter 9, but last week we were in chapter 8. And the reason we have fast-forwarded from 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians is we are filling in the blank when it comes to answering the questions that people have. How on earth are we going to reach 8 billion souls with the gospel? Now, how many of you know this? That the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We don't have to tell people. I mean, they know that they're sinners, but we want to make the story complete. So all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know that for a fact. And then we know the wages of our sin, number two, the price on our sin is death. Separation from God and heaven and everything that's glorious and wonderful. And, and I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. So point number three is Jesus came and he lived and he died and was buried and rose from the dead. And he did that so that he could take our place and we could be saved. So how many of you believe that? Amen. Now we know that, but most of the 8 billion people in the world don't know what I'm going to tell you next. The Bible says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So the part that you do your believing, you believe unto righteousness. The Bible says we can't work our way to righteousness. We can't do enough good deeds to be righteous. We can't join the church enough or, or get baptized or take communion enough or read our Bible or pray enough to be righteous. Our righteousness is Jesus Christ. He's our righteousness. So what happens is with the heart, we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Do you remember a time when you prayed and you said, Lord Jesus, come in my heart and save me? Amen. I was talking with a young man today right out here in the parking lot. He remembers the day, he remembers the time when he prayed and asked Jesus in his heart. Well, amen. And how about you? Do you remember the day? you remember the time? Well, there are the vast majority of 8 billion souls who have never heard what I just shared with you. How can we get that out? The only way we can do that is send the light. The only way we can do that is to be obedient in the matter of praying and giving and going. We change the words, of course, to our theme song, which is, Till the whole world knows, we will pray and give and go. Well, and we'll be, we'll be doing that. We'll be witnessing of Christ our King till the whole world knows. Amen? Amen. That's it. Back in chapter 8 of 2 Corinthians, we saw last week that New Testament missions giving is grace giving. What was the situation? The situation was that Paul was reminding, he's writing by inspiration to the church at Corinth, which is down in southern Greece. And he's telling them about the poor Christians up in northern Greece, a place called Macedonia, you know where that is on the map. And they were, in spite of their poverty and their persecution, they were giving, and they were giving to the financial need of some Christians back in the home church area of Jerusalem, back in Judea, back in Israel. And they were raising money, and they were doing it a year in advance. And the way they had done this was by faith promise. Look here. Here's how faith promise works. 
You pray and I pray and we say, Lord, how much can we trust you for? How much are you going to allow to flow through us? This is not money that we already have. This is money we're trusting God to supply. He may do it uh, in a usual way. He may do it in a special, miraculous way. We don't know. You may get a refund. Who knows what's going to happen? But if he says X amount of dollars a week, X amount of dollars a month, whatever, that's what we give. That's how those 150 missionaries on the wall out there, in the, if you go out the north hallway, every one of them is supported that way. It's not supported by a budgeted amount. They are supported by what we pray and we tell the Lord we're going to give. Then come Sunday, first of the month or first of the week or whatever it is, we write the check, we put in the offering, that amount above our tithe, that which the Lord said that we should give, and He always supplies it. He has never let us down. He will never, He will never ever leave you hanging out there. He will always supply it. This is faith promise. See, wouldn't it just be easier if we just took a tenth of our church money and just put it in the offering plate? Easier for who? First of all, you'd miss the blessing of trusting God and watching Him work every single week, every month, every time you put that money in. We've been doing it now all of our married lives, and we've been watching as the Lord. I mean, when He told me the first time how much to put down, I couldn't believe it. Lord, are you serious? <laughs> Brad, who? <laughs> Who's supposed to be given that? But God always supplies. He has always supplied. He has never let us down in, in this long period of time, and He won't let you down either. God's divine plan of missions is for, and this is not man's method, this is God's method, for us to trust the Lord and to give that, and it's called grace giving. So last week, our topic from chapter 8, you can write it down at the top of chapter 8, New Testament missions giving is grace giving. That is God provides the means. God, it's on God. It's not on you. It's not on me. We have to be obedient. We have to be willing to do that. Now, a lot of people, they don't, they don't uh, I just don't see it. Now, we walk by faith and not by sight. That, by the way, is the life's verse for this year for a gentleman who is six foot seven, 268 pounds and awfully powerful at the plate. His name is Aaron Judge. And his verse all year, as he broke the American League record with 62 home runs during the regular season, his verse was, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. You say, well, they walked him a lot at the end. I'm not talking about that kind of walking. Walking has to do with our living. We step out on faith. Amen. We step out on faith. Not, not by sight, but by faith. So you say, I don't see it. I don't see how it's going to happen. You, listen, you pray and you ask the Lord. Nobody tells you, and nobody comes and checks on you. We have those little stewardship forms. There's no place to put your name on that. You just fill in the blanks and turn it in, turn it in half, keep half, and then just, just God keeps his end of the bargain, you keep your end of the bargain, and it all works out. Praise the Lord. I just want to exhort you tonight to do what you know is right, to go ahead and take that step. Now, tonight, we are taking the next chapter. And chapter number 9, chapter number 9, we're going to see tonight that New Testament missions giving is not only grace giving, but it is generous giving. Would you follow as I read? All right, chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians. For as touching the ministering or the service of ministering to the saints, 
it is superfluous for me to write to you. Now, superfluous is not a word that you used any time today unless you read the Scripture. I mean, we don't use the word superfluous. All right, that means over and above, unnecessary. It's unnecessary for me to talk to you about this. For I know the forwardness of your mind, Paul says. I know how you're thinking. You are, you're thinking with God on this. You're thinking for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that's the north, at, that Achaia, that's south, was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. So in other words, the church at Corinth is an example. And now the church in Macedonia, out of their poverty, has also given. So they are giving, whether it's out of their prosperity or out of their poverty, it's God that they're trusting. And what are they? What did we sing about? They're channels only. Channels through whom God is going to bless. I believe this. Whatever the number of truly born-again believers on this planet may be at this time, if each and every one were, in fact, a channel through whom the Lord could flow, we would reach the remainder of 8 billion souls with the gospel. Whether or not they got saved, at least they would be evangelized. They would be presented with the claims of Jesus Christ. If every believer uh, practiced faith promise, if every believer would be a channel of blessing, there would be no lack. And we would be able to do that. I just received an ad this week. And uh, in that ad, I was offered the opportunity to go on the radio and preach the gospel and preach it all around the world. Now, for less than a dollar a minute, that signal would cover the entire world wherever they could get radio signal. They would be able to hear the gospel preached. Now, I like that. How about you? For less than a dollar a minute to be able to get the gospel out around the world. To me, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Now, we're praying about that. We'll see what the Lord does about that. But wouldn't that be a wonderful missions project? You talk about a missionary. Now, this right here, I think we ought to print more tracts and give them out. That's a missionary. That's a paper missionary. So, there could be a radio signal missionary. There could be a paper missionary. Go all around the world. If, if, this, if this particular type of tract is passed out in the third world, it goes from person to person to person to person, and they've come back with estimates up to 12 different people, 12 different readers would read the gospel in a tract like this in the third world. It is, it is considered to be something quite valuable, comparatively speaking. We say it's just a piece of paper, but that's ink on that paper, and inside we have the message of the gospel. Jesus died according to the scriptures, was buried, he rose again according to the scriptures the third day, and he's alive forevermore, and he wants to save souls. So there it is. Their zeal provoked many. Verse number three. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. He's saying, get ready, get ready, get ready to, to give that offering. Get ready to take care of that need. There it is. And I'm saying, get ready for God to bless. God's fixing it. He's about to do something. Amen. Lest happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. So Paul is saying, I've been talking it up. I've been saying, folks are ready down there in Achaia in southern Greece 
to, to give just like those poor folks up in Macedonia and all together they're going to give to this effort and the need is going to be met. He says, what if we come and it's not and you're not prepared? Why, we would be embarrassed. We would be ashamed. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. In other words, not lacking. Instead, it's going to be plenty. But this I say, he, here it is, memorize this. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also, how? Sparingly. So if we give a little, we'll get a little. That's it. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also, how? Bountifully. While we remember what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, with the same measure that it is meted unto you, it'll be it measured unto you, it'll be meted uh, again, you know what I'm saying? That the, what you measure it with, it's going to be measured back to you. And give, and it shall be given unto you. I believe that. That's not the motivation. That's not why we give. The love of Christ constrains us. But the reason we're giving will result, all right, this is the result in a bountiful uh, result if we give bountifully. There it is. Every man according as he purposeth where? In his heart. So where do you and I decide? Where do you and I determine to be obedient in faith promise? In our what? In our heart. Where did we pray from to get saved? From our heart. Where is the decision made to be a bountiful giver? From the heart. Does that make sense to everybody? I don't know how much simpler I can be. For God loveth a what? Cheerful giver. You say, well, God loves everybody. Yes, but he loves the type of giving that is from the heart, that is cheerful. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God isn't broke. And, and when you give, God isn't going to leave you hanging, but He's going to make you abound. You're going to overflow. And so when we give bountifully, He gives back. And God is debtor to no man and he's going to give back more than we give. And so we give some more, and then he gives some more. And that's the way it works. And he supplies our lack, and we are never going to be without according to this scripture. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us, thanksgiving to God. So Paul is saying, praise the Lord. What you are doing, and what they are doing, is making me thank the Lord. And there is nothing better in this world than a grateful Christian. And there is nothing stingier and nastier in this world than a professing believer who is not grateful. I got up this morning, and guess what? I could breathe. I could breathe. Deep. Praise the Lord. That's good. I got up this morning, put my feet on the floor, and guess what? My legs could stand up. I'm telling you, everything I attempted today, God gave me strength for it. He gave me the ability. And between my ears, there's actually some gray matter working. I can think. I can remember several things. And praise the Lord, I can speak. You can hear me tonight. And you all know my testimony. You know how I started out. And, and you know the fact that, 
this is God. This is God working in and through me. Uh, there's nothing exceptional about me, but there, of course, is the obvious working of the Holy Spirit in and through my life. That's the Lord doing that. He gets the glory. There's nothing better than a grateful believer. There's nothing worse or stingier or nastier or narrower than a, than a, a, a professing believer that doesn't want to do their part, doesn't want to give. And God has already promised that we can't outgive Him, so why don't we give? Amen. Amen. For the administration of this service not only supplies the one of the saints, but it is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. So He's going to take care of the need. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal, that means generous, liberal means generous here, distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be to, unto God for His unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Think about it. These people have a readiness, an eagerness to give. Therefore, they can be expected to give. This church has a giving heart. And therefore, we have not missed any missions giving. We've given to the missionaries. We've not missed any faith promise giving. We haven't missed any special project over and above special project giving. All bills have been paid, praise the Lord. That doesn't mean stop giving. It just means that God works in the hearts. That's where it starts from, the heart. Where did you pray from to get saved? From the heart. Where did God work to, to make you the giver that you are today and the increasing and the increasing and the increasing every single time we do this? From the heart. That's the Lord doing that. Amen. So we don't ever want to be caught unprepared. Missions giving in the New Testament is grace giving. Missions giving in the New Testament is generous giving. Generous giving. You can't outgive the Lord. Amen. Being prepared to give. Put this down. Being prepared to give. Getting this thing settled. Praying and asking the Lord and then settling it and turning in that faith promise with an increase shows love, not covetousness. It shows that your head is on straight, your heart is on right when it comes to the matter of this business of giving. When we give much, we will reap much. We give much, we'll see many souls saved. And praise the Lord. I thank God for the 85,000 Spanish smile tracks that you paid for and paid for the shipping and the embossing with 17 different local churches each getting 5,000 of these tracks in Mexico, greater Mexico City. Praise the Lord. 85,000 of these just a few months ago. Praise the Lord. Brother Ray Gonzalez, our Amazing Grace Spanish Mission Director, accompanied those tracks. And the five, the five three-door presentation, the three-door presentation, soul-winning, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the board that we use at, at uh, the fair, well, we bought five of those for Mexico City. Praise the Lord. And all of them right now are in use several days a week. 
Uh, you, I mean, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, like four days out of the seven, uh, it, they are in use in the marketplace. And people coming through the marketplace, they're buying their fabrics, they're buying their food, they're, they're exchanging, they're doing what they do in the marketplace, and they're seeing those three-door presentations, and they're coming to God through Christ. They're getting saved. And those 85,000 Spanish tracts are being distributed in the marketplace in greater Mexico City. You know, Mexico City is one of the largest metropolitan areas in the world. When you take all of the suburbs, everything, I mean all the way down south and to the either side and so forth, you're talking about 30 million people. 30 million people and they're getting exposed to the gospel and thank God for you. Thank God for your faithfulness. You say, we're just a little old church up here in Virginia. Well, praise God. Nothing little old or small when it comes to the grace of God. And the grace of God is great enough to reach all those souls with the gospel. Our next target uh, is South America. We're going to reach South America with the gospel. We're going to buy some of those three-door presentations and send them out in the marketplaces and throughout the neighborhoods and so on. And praise God for that. Many more tracts being printed. We're going to do that. Just like a paper missionary, amen? Just like a radio wave missionary, amen? Let's get it out all around the world. How can we do it? By trusting the Lord, by faith promise. The how-to is God's program. Doesn't matter if you're well off like the Corinthians. Doesn't matter if you're poor and persecuted like the Macedonians. All, each and every one of us can do what God will do through us. It's not because of us. We're not the resource. He is the resource. He provides it. There it is. We are to give deliberately. Look at verse number 70. And every man, every person, according as he purposeth in his heart, every single person ought to make up their mind and make up their heart and make up their decision to give deliberately, not grudgingly, not from compulsion, but because they have a burden for lost souls. They have a fire. Set my soul afire, Lord. For thy precious word. Amen. Amen. And we are going to continue to see God enrich His saints more and more. A church that is a missionary giving church is a growing church, an on fire church, a spiritual church, others ahead of ourselves kind of church, unselfish church. And, and all of His sufficiency is going to flow through us. So our bills are paid. Uh, the home base is taken care of, and many, many more missionaries are taken on. Praise the Lord. We're seeing right now the possibility of taking on some new missions, and praise the Lord for that. And so God expects the believer to give and expects us to abound and to minister to the needs of the needy, the desperate, the hurting uh, all across this world. And the result is that God takes care of us. How many times have you heard me say from this pulpit? How many times have you heard on YouTube this preacher talk about it? You take care of God's business and God takes care of your business and my business. That's it. We take care of it. That's the way it works. It's cooperative. It's mutual. And God does that. He enriches uh, in, in all things and He does so bountifully. And when you look back on your life someday, you can say, you know, I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't drive a Lamborghini. But you know, that old Ford got me wherever I needed to go. Amen. I didn't live in a mansion, but that apartment, that house, it took care of 
covering me and keeping me dry and warm. And Praise the Lord. And I didn't eat uh, steak and lobster three meals a day, uh, but praise God, I have enough beans and rice and well, maybe steak and lobster once in a while to take care of all the physical needs. And you can go right down the line. And most of the things that people covet may not be things that we absolutely need. He's promised to take care of all of our needs and to supply them according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that's okay. Sometimes it may be beans and rice, right? Amen. Amen. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, my wife and I know how to abound. We know how to be abased. We've been both. And uh, uh, God can make simple food taste like the most expensive gourmet food. When you're right with God, there's nothing better. Amen. When you're not right with God, nothing tastes right. Amen. All right. So we need to, we need to see God meet the need and get the credit and get the glory. We're going to talk about that next week. There, there's more to this. This goes on for several chapters. But you know that, uh, that when you are, if, if you were God, I'm not, you're not, but if you were God, you have the right to get the glory. You have the right to get the credit. And so all of this that's going on in and through the, the little local church to reach the whole world is going to redound to the glory of God. He's going to get the praise. We're going to be thanking Him. We need to be thankful people. Coming up on the month of November pretty soon, we're going to have opportunities to give Thanksgiving uh, testimonies and have a Thanksgiving meal together. And uh, praise the Lord, we'll look back and say, God met my need. God never let me down. We need to prove our loyalty to Christ. We need to prove uh, who we serve is worth serving. We serve a God who is worth serving. We serve a Savior who is worth serving and living for and even worth dying for if necessary. Uh, we want to be faithful as He gives us the faith to be faithful. We'll have the means of faithfulness. I'm not faithful in and of myself, but when He gives me faith, I can be faithful. You understand? Faithfulness flows out of the faith that He gives us. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And here it is. Verse number 14 now. Don't, don't miss this. Not only this, this generous distribution in verse 13, but verse 14, And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. That's it. That's it. Been praying? We can pray some more. Been, been loving the Lord? We can love Him more. Been loving the lost? Loving the lost souls to Christ? We can love Him more. Been fellowshipping? We can fellowship more by the grace of God. And we can praise Him for His unspeakable gift. One day in heaven, we're going to bump into each other. You say, preacher. I'm going to say, whoever your name is, and, and we're going to know as we are known. Believe it or not, we're going to, we're going to be in perfect shape and in, in a glorified body in heaven. But we're going to know each other just the same. Say, man, that's a, that's a far cry, you know, being as far out of it as I am, but it doesn't matter. We will, we will have that sense in the same way that a, a, a mother and a child that might have been separated know each other. Like a mom knows her child, has that sense. 
We're going to have that same sense spiritually in heaven. We're going to know each other. How many of you have somebody up there waiting for you right now? That's right. Now, I'm positive my dad, who died of his, at least his third major stroke when he passed away uh, almost 16, well, 15 plus years ago, I'm sure my, my dad isn't in a walker. He got rid of that as soon as he left the body. No walker, no more lameness in his legs, didn't need that anymore. No more stilted speech. He had to learn to, he had to reteach himself to talk two times with two strokes that he had over the course of the last decade of his life. And yet he was still serving God. I'm sure when I see my dad, it'll be like, maybe like looking in the mirror. I don't know. He'll be in, in, in a better shape than I am. And uh, I'll be in better shape than I am. And we'll know each other. And I'll know my mom. My mom was always beautiful to me, but she'll be absolutely perfect in heaven. And all of us, all of us are going to be that way. And that's going to be perfect love and perfect fellowship and perfect joy and perfect bliss. And you talk about praising God. You talk about there's going to be some shouting then. There's going to be some excitement then. There's going to be some happiness then. There's going to be uncontrolled, unbounded joy. We just need to get a head start on it right now. Amen. We need to get a head start on that unbounded joy. What's wrong with us? You know, well, the cares of this world, the problems of this world. Listen to me. We need to praise the Lord for His unspeakable gift. When I think about all that He's done and is doing for me, how can I do anything but praise Him? And that giving is grace giving. And that giving, by God's grace, is genuine, generous giving. And tonight, we can answer in the affirmative when the Lord said, all right, I want you to be my channel. Say, yes, Lord, yes. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Every head bowed, every eye closed. And how many of you tonight would say, preacher, something in the message spoke to my heart. Slip your head up high. Something spoke to my heart. Amen. Amen. That's good. Now, the question will truly be addressed as the Spirit of God speaks to your heart and you determine that you are going to be a channel of blessing. And we're going to let Him have His own way. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you pray from your heart right now something like this? Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I deserve to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus died to save me. And right now I receive the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Savior. Please take away my sins and take me to heaven when I die. And if you have prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to come and tell me at the invitation. We're going to sing in just a moment. I'd like you to stand to your feet, take your burgundy hymnal, turn to number 155, 155. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way.
to some soul today. What number is that? 